Hey there, it's Preston here. And before we get started with today's show, I want to share a fun new opportunity with you. We're preparing to launch Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10 minute episodes addressing a singular specific question from one of you. If you've ever wanted to promote your business on our show, but don't have enough questions to fill a full episode, this is your chance. Just submit a question at freelance2founder.com slash ask, and we'll give your business a plug and include our best short answers to your question. As always, we can't do this show without you. So visit freelance2founder.com slash ask today and submit a question. You can send a text to record audio or make a quick video, and it just takes a few minutes at freelance2founder.com slash ask. We can't wait to hear from you. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, when you're just getting started, taking on any clients just to pay the bills is almost a given. But there comes a time when you need higher paying, more established clients to grow your business. And that's the situation today's guest, Brittany, finds herself in. Brittany has been freelancing on the side for years and recently took her freelance business full time. But aside from a couple of anchor clients, she's mostly doing smaller one-off projects that are both unpredictable and low paying. So how do you find clients that are more established with bigger budgets and longer term needs? That's something we dive into with Brittany on today's episode. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance 2 Founder. My name is Preston Lee and I'm with Milo.co and joining me on the air is my friend and new dad and new podcaster and uh, all sorts of things <laughs> from gettripify.com is my friend Clay Mosley. Hey Clay. Hey, hey. I'm getting better at that intro every time. Have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm getting better at sound the... pretty good. I'm getting better at the uh, the acceptance of new dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, still quite an adventure, I'm sure. Joining us also uh, today is Brittany calling from Rochester, New York. Hey, Hi. Brittany. 
Welcome to the show. We're excited to chat with you about your freelance business. You were telling us before we hit record that you just barely started freelancing not very long ago. Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your business and maybe like how you got to this point where you're yeah, at now? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I just started. I've been fully in this for about a month now. I'm a freelance graphic designer and marketer. And I work with mostly local small business clients. Uh, I focus a lot on branding, website design, and then a little bit more of that marketing support with SEO services, digital advertising, product photography. So I do a little bit of everything for my clients, which I really enjoy. Ah, very nice. And why don't you tell everyone where they can find your business? I'd like to start doing this for our guests at the top of the show so that... um. Just we can give your business a little more exposure. Like what's what's your website or where can people yeah, find you if they want absolutely. to reach out? Absolutely. So I have a website. It's BrittanyStatDesign.com. So it's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-S-T-A-T-T. And then my Instagram handle is also BrittanyStatDesign. Awesome. So if after listening to the conversation with Brittany today, you, you could use a graphic designer or someone to help you with your marketing, definitely be in touch with Brittany. Um, Brittany, do you take on clients outside of your local area as well? Or are you mostly focused on local clients in Rochester? Absolutely. I take on clients, especially now just with how remote everything is. I work with people outside of Rochester, but I've just tend to found to find that locally is where I naturally get my clients. So yeah. that's kind of where I've focused like my own personal marketing a little more is like leaning yeah. into localness. Nice. So nothing wrong with that. I love I love local. I've yeah. said that on previous episodes. Yeah, I love it, it works for me. I feel like it, especially Rochester, New York. Is there, there's a lot of pride from being from here and like local business and restarting the economy and the craft beer scene here has gotten really huge and. So I think people have a sense of pride of like working with other locals and other small businesses and that really works for me. So try to lean into that. I have to admit, like, yeah, yeah. As I've listened to Clay talk about like running a local business, it kind of makes me want to do that at some point. I'd have to I'd have to sell or shut down my current <laughs> business because I don't have the bandwidth to do both. So I don't know okay, when so, that'll happen. So you're never going to do it. <laughs> so I'm never going to do it. But man, there is something fun about for me as a marketer, like there's there's something fun about the raw nature of local marketing. Like like just you can do like more grassroots, I don't know, just like more fun oh, yeah. network like hands-on, like kind of old school marketing. Like instead of running, I mean, obviously you could run Facebook I kind of miss it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's creative and yeah, I like the relationships I build that way. So, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if if you, I don't remember who who coined this phrase. It wasn't me. But if you become sort of five mile famous, um, man, there's a lot of money, especially in a place like Rochester to, to just, there's just tons, tons of, of opportunity and, and money there. So five mile famous. Well why don't so, so I like that phrase. I like that? that phrase. Five mile famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what if Brittany was five mile famous for being like the best graphic designer in Rochester or the best graphic designer for craft breweries or you know whatever. Like whatever you become, become five mile famous for the thing and be well known for it. And and there's tons of opportunity, even in a small town, but in a in a bigger place as well, like where you're at. So Let's um let's talk a little bit about uh, where your business is headed. You know, listeners of the show know that everybody that we have on, we talk. Uh, excuse me, we send them a questionnaire, uh, 
And in the questionnaire, we say on a scale of one to 10, one being a freelancer, 10 being a founder, where would you currently put yourself? And appropriately so, you put yourself as a one, you're a month into this <laughs> thing, you're, you're totally a brand new freelancer. Um, but you put that in the next half a year to a year, you'd like to be more like a four. Maybe walk us through what that looks like. What's, what's your ideal scenario, let's say a year from now? Yeah, so after listening to some of your other episodes, I feel like a four is even probably overshooting, if I'm being completely honest. I think I don't plan in this next year to hire, even though I know that's also something you guys really push and talk about. Maybe I'll change my mind by the end of this call, but I don't think that's where my focus <laughs> is. I think my focus is more um, just expanding my reach and my audience and kind of changing my client base and like having multiple revenue streams so that mm, I'm not yeah. so focused on like exchanging my time for money. Cause as one person, you can only do so much. So kind of getting away of that mentality of like time equals money and how else can I expand mm-hmm. my business as a one person yeah. business. I like that. So, so in the next, in the next year or so you'll have maybe multiple income streams, maybe some passive income. Right. Uh, and not just relying just on on just the work that you provide day to day to clients, and and to be clear, you know we do talk about hiring a lot on the show. I I feel like we had a pretty good episode, maybe two or three episodes ago, where we talked about like when is the right time to hire, and not hiring too soon, and like having a bit of a safety net bef- for hiring that person before you actually hire them, because it you know there is such a thing as hiring too early, yeah, but there's sort of a sweet spot because there's also such a thing as hiring too late waiting too long uh, and missing mm-hmm. opportunity to grow your business, right? So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, if you're a month into this thing, I wouldn't rush into hiring anytime soon unless you just have like so much client work that you can't stand it. Uh, otherwise, I think you're, you're probably being, uh, what's the word? Probably making a good choice there, not rushing into hiring. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so so let's talk about what 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 then if it's not hiring, which is kind of refreshing because we talk about that maybe too much for people. <laughs> um, what what then is a hurdle or some hurdles that are standing in your way to getting to where you want to be in the next year, and how can we help? Yeah, so I think I my focus has been going more monthly with clients than project based. So you know, I think within that. Finding larger clients is a little bit of a struggle. Um, I get a lot of word of mouth references, which is fantastic. I mean, that's, you know, I'm very grateful for that and that work comes to me in that way. But that tends to be, you know, people that are just starting out on their own side business or, you know, a lot of other creatives that are just one person. And so, you know, they're like just looking for a logo or just looking for a website, Mm -hmm. kind of a one and done. I often, to be honest, don't feel like I can charge them what I should really be charging them um, because they are mm. like a friend mm-hmm. of a friend or, you know, they're another creative, which I don't know, sometimes I feel hesitant with that. So, you know, that's kind of my struggle right now. Um, I have two clients currently that I that are a little bit larger and they're more of like a monthly contract. So I do like design and marketing services for them monthly and have like a set package. So I'd love to build that more. It's more dependable and I can kind of plan out my week and my month 
a lot better in doing that. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm uh, at. I'm impressed. I mean, to, to say you're a month into this thing and you already have a couple clients that are on a monthly sort of setup where you have a, a product yeah. offering, like you're way well, ahead of the game. Well, I, I should say that before, like I've been doing this for one month, but I've been doing it as a side hustle, like, you know, mm. nights and weekends for probably, I don't know, three or four years, just part time. So oh, I finally man. made the I, lo- I just love it when people, I love it when people side yeah. hustle and then finally take it full time. It's just like the best thing in the world. Can so I, congratulations. Can I, what, can I ask what triggered you to go full time? Yeah, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a funny story to be honest. I, you know, it's, there's so many opportunities out there right now. And I feel like I was kind of getting stagnant in my role. I'd been there for about six years. And loved it, but was ready for something new. So I kind of started applying for jobs and I applied to one and, you know, got the job offer. And then, you know, started thinking, is this what I want to do? Do I want to make the jump? And so I kind of proposed to them, listen, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, Would you be interested in just becoming a client instead? And, you know, kind of gave them a proposal and they said yes. So kind of knowing I had that, it wasn't my original intention, of course, but that was kind of a really nice security blanket. And I was able to keep my <laughs> cl- um, my current job as a client as well. So having those two, I was like, okay, I can oh, do wow. this. What a great little hack, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for listeners yeah, who want to go full time, you you apply for jobs <laughs> when you're offered the job. I don't know what I want to <laughs> say pitch. that I, I didn't mean to do that on purpose, but it is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I mean, you weren't malicious about it or whatever, but but like if you think about it, it's a win for the company too cuz they're not they're not paying you benefits. They don't have to pay for you to be in an office. You don't have to buy you a new computer. Like they're actually probably saving right. money and still getting great work out of you. Meanwhile, you're building a business that you're excited about. Um, and you're flexible to work with other clients and stuff. Like, what yeah. a cool idea. I've never even thought. Obviously, yes, we're not necessarily saying go out and like intentionally try to mislead people, but like, I just, I just think that's a cool story. Yeah, I think neat. it really was a win win. So, yeah, it's going well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Clay, I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this idea of like, she's got a couple established clients. She really likes that setup. But then the other jobs she's doing are sort of one-off jobs or she doesn't feel like she can charge as much because maybe they're smaller companies or just side hustlers or something. How does she mm-hmm. now like take this little bit of success that she's seen with these two uh, clients, <laughs> aside from applying for jobs and then <laughs> switching the <laughs> offering last minute, what advice would you have for Brittany for, for finding maybe more established clients that can, that can be a little more predictable in her business? Yeah. So first, I gotta ask um, because this all really depends on your fi- your personal financial situation, um, personal and business. Like, are you currently like with your current recurring clients? Are you financially stable? Like, you don't have to give numbers, but are you financially stable, or or are you in a place where you're like, I need sales now? With my current workload, like in total, including that project based stuff, I would say I'm financially stable. If I were to only work on my monthly clients and not have like any, or like my current monthly ones, I don't think that would be enough now. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? 
Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. So so you have two monthly recurring clients. How many do you need to, to say that all your bills are paid? You're not necessarily making like, you know, a ton of money, but like it's good. Like it, you're break even. How right. many would you say that you need total? I would say... I would love to get to like five or six and then do far okay. less project-based stuff and be able to like choose what project-based stuff instead yeah. of just kind of saying yes to everything, which is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Okay. So um, what what I would suggest is is keep doing what you're doing as far as like just being able to make sure just making sure your bills are paid right um take project based stuff right now because like i think at the beginning it's super important where it's just like you just got to bring mm-hmm. in revenue it, no matter what right it's like uh if, <laughs> you got to stay in business yeah you got to stay in business now if you were to, to if you had told me like your two clients pays all your bills i'd be like okay drop all the project stuff and only do recurring stuff but you need you need you know, three or four more recurring clients to be able to say that. And so keep doing the project stuff as they come in just to pay bills um, until and keep and keep pitching your recurring stuff um, until you get to that five or six client mark. Um, and then at that point, if if I were you, I would come I would just drop all the one off stuff. Yeah. Off of off of your your uh, your services. Um, and 
and just make a big switch. Yeah. Like, well, that's the nice thing is, I, th- I think you could actually do the switch gradually, don't you, Clay? Like, one, like if you get yeah. one more monthly client, then mm-hmm. then you stop saying yes to maybe, you know, twenty percent of the one-off projects that come in or something. Like, it could be a gradual yeah. thing. You could you could do it to where, um, yeah, you could do it like that. Uh, there's there's several ways you could do it. You could do it kind of what Preston just said. You could also do it to where, um, as you are making sales pitches you always pitch the recurring stuff. So like I'm looking at your website um, and it's uh, nothing bad about it. I just, I I would, all these services that you have, I would try to come up with some sort of recurring package. Right. Uh, even, even your graphic design stuff, I would say like, if you could somehow come up with a package that's automatically recurring monthly uh, retainer, then I, I would go ahead and, and put those together on paper. And that's what you pitch from, from going forward. And then if the conversation in your sales meetings uh, steers you towards, well, all they need is a logo, well, then have that conversation and be like, okay, well, I, I know I pitched you a monthly thing, but here's how much I charge for a one-off logo. And still and still do it just to pay bills. Oh, um, I love but that. I, I would go ahead and just like the first thing you pitch is is uh is the monthly recurring like that's like that would be my focal point until you get to that five or six client monthly retainer client mark and then and then I would just like I would completely remove all the one off stuff so like at that point if somebody approaches you for a logo you just say no right so I like that advice I think that's a great idea I think on my website I could definitely yeah focus more on the reoccurring um right now i would say like for the clients that reach out to me they are far more coming to me for one-off stuff than the monthly stuff so i guess that would be like a follow-up question so like say a client comes to me looking for a logo how do i then turn Mm -hmm. around and sell them on a monthly or like I think it, I think it just comes to um, it, it it all comes to the questions that you ask in the conversation you have in the sales meeting so if all they want and need is a one-off logo then that that's all that they're going to buy even like you know and maybe you don't pitch the recurring stuff um, if if they really just don't need it it's all about asking questions in the sales meeting be like um, like if you're asking, you know, questions about, okay, you need a logo, but then if you start asking que- other questions like, Hey, you know, how often do you actually need design services? And if they say, you know, you know, like we, we probably, uh, need stuff on a, you know, a couple of times a month or three, four or five times a month or whatever. They, at that point, they don't know, like they may, they don't know that you have a, a recurring retainer for that. But if they if they say something like that, that's where you go in for the pitch. Yeah, because that's a buying signal. Like that's that's a that, or not a buying signal. That's a qualifying signal. Um, and so like it's just all about asking the right questions in the sales meeting because and and if the answer is like oh we never need graphic design services we just we really just need a logo, okay well there's no point pitching recurring right design right. services you know what I mean like you're wasting everyone's time. Um, and so like you're only a month into this, so it's, it's, it's very, 
expected to get kind of these one-off projects at the beginning uh, until you kind of build up your brand and build up your reputation. Because I will tell you, the, the, the monthly recurring stuff comes with much more established clients, bigger, bigger right, clients. which that's where I feel like, yeah, I could grow my business and grow my income because I can charge you know, those higher rates for those like full package services that I'm just not going to get from some of those, like the smaller clients that I'm working on right now. And that's interesting that you say too, Mm -hmm. I think about like the monthly design services, because I mean, I do, I do both. Honestly, I probably do do more design than marketing right now, um, which I'd like that to maybe balance out a little. But I guess with the monthly stuff, I always had it in my head that it had to be marketing because that I don't know why that's always yeah. been in my head. You're not gonna find a whole you're not gonna find a whole lot of people who need monthly just being straight with you, um, who need monthly retaining monthly retainer on, on graphic design right, services. Like that on its own. Um I, I, I actually disagree. Like we had um long, long time ago we had What's his name? Uh, Russ. I can't remember his last name from Design Pickle, and he built his whole business. Yeah. yeah, and there's like tons of businesses that have copied Design Pickle since then. Yeah. Where it's just like you just pay like 300 bucks a month, and you get you know however many design requests. You know, you could mimic something like that. I think. Yeah. I think it, when we're, when we're talking like branding and logo design, I, I agree 100. percent It's it's tough. People come to us and they're like, "How do I build in recurring revenue when I'm a logo designer?" And I'm like, truthfully, I have no idea Uh, because you design a logo Mm -hmm. once and like, yeah, maybe they need it put on some stuff or or whatever, updated or I don't even know. Like literally, (laughs) literally, there's there's not a recurring revenue model when you're a logo designer. You just take a project and then take the next project. But as a graphic designer, like if you find the right clients. They need new social media design. They need new print design. They need new all the time. They need new stuff, um, especially like if they're yeah. in retail or or any sort of commerce where they have specials happening. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I think there's a lot of potential for recurring revenue in graphic design. And then I, I think the thing I start to get overwhelmed with that too is, I feel like the price for design services can be so drastically different. So like, okay, you say you know, a monthly design fee, well, like a package design or a logo design is far more expensive than a few social media posts. So how do you communicate that? Well, I think think the way they set those things up is like, uh, I think it's more of like edits. I I could be wrong. It's been a while since I looked at some uh, design pickle. Um, I I think that like originally they said um, unlimited design requests for things that take 30 minutes or less. Okay. Logo design takes longer. I think that's the way they originally uh, were. This was a few years ago. I They could have changed by now. So Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is all up to either, you, though. But, but you know? when, when I signed up, like it, it was very much like they, they came up with a kind of a look and a direction. Or even better, you sent it to them. Better for them, uh, you sent it to them. So I was a client, and I was I sent I sent them some of our branding material, and then they developed like social media graphics, um, 
and then they it was basically just like a, a cut and repeat, a <laughs> step and repeat. Yeah. Um, every time they did something like they used the same elements, and that's how they are able to charge so little for it. We're not necessarily saying you have to become like a bottom of the barrel two hundred dollars a month for unlimited designs. I'm I'm just saying I think even even more established clients or higher end clients with bigger budgets, they'll pay instead of paying. 80 grand a year to have a graphic designer on staff in their building, they might pay you 30 grand a year to be like sort of on call. Like they might, they might pay you, you know, 2,500 bucks a month to just be their like on call graphic designer. And whenever they need anything, they call you up and it says if you worked for them, but you're not in the office or anything. So I, I think there could yeah. be opportunity there. Yeah. Can I, um, can I back it up a, a bit? Uh, so, I, I'm just I'm looking at the web your website here. I'm just looking at all the uh, the services mm-hmm. you you offer. I'm curious as to which of these you make the most money from. It right now I make the most money from one off projects. To be honest, probably so. What what would what would those branding? Be? What services branding though? design? Like full, like full package mm-hmm. brand design. So you know more than just logo and websites, one-off website projects. Websites, okay. Websites, okay. I this is what I was hoping you would say. Um, you can, you can move your websites to a monthly subscription. Yeah. This is how I built built my agency, uh, the one that I sold. This is how I built it up. So are you charging a one-time fee for it? I so that is one where I do feel comfortable trying to upsell. Um so if someone comes to me asking for a website, I I lay out both for them. So, you know, like the the one-time delivery, here's your website, good luck, and mm-hmm. the monthly service and I kind of I have kind of a sell sheet developed that sells it, you know, gets, tells you what includes it every month and the advantages of doing that service. Um, I just feel that, yeah, like the people that are coming to me right now via word of mouth or whatnot are not at that like financial point themselves where they mm. make that jump to like that monthly. And that's where I need to like what? somehow get to those yeah. people in a way that's not organic word of mouth to start building that up. I, I I find I don't know I, I I'm curious to see what your pricing is because I I just know like when when I went from charging a one-time one-off fee for websites to going to a monthly the conversions shot through the roof okay it and the reason why it, it, and it could be completely different for you in, in your market just to be fair um but the reason why is because Instead of saying, "Hey, uh, it's going to cost you five thousand, seven thousand, whatever," what you know, for a one-time website, or it could be three thousand. Um, instead of doing that, it's only going to be monthly, and to get going, you only have to pay the first month, and it's auto re- recurring charge after that. Uh, I I found that more people could afford it; like they could afford the 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 monthly fee. Because they don't have to dish out the thousands of dollars up front, 
That makes a lot of sense. So I don't know what I've, what kind of um, what kind of pushback are you getting on the monthly? I'm because I, I the reason I'm bringing this up is because every every business needs a website. Whether you're a freelancer, or a solo entrepreneur, a big business, you know what I mean. Like everyone needs a website. Not everyone needs graphic design services. Not everyone uh, wants SEO. You know right. what I mean. But they all need a website, and so and. And so you could you could you could build a subscription recurring model just based off websites. Yeah. So okay, you got me. My head is spinning. I feel like I just came to two realizations through that question. One is probably that I'm tra- not charging enough for like the single delivery mm-hmm. of the website. But two, you know, you say like what their hesitation is and maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's how much are you charging <laughs> can i can i ask how much you're charging i'm scared to tell you <laughs> i charge so, <laughs> you don't need to be scared <laughs> uh 1200 yeah for yeah. a one-off yeah you need to yeah for sure. considerably bump yeah. that up yeah this is this is why so when you're when you're charging 1200 dollars, you're attracting all the cheap yeah. people yeah okay I agree with that. I if I were you, I would do that. I would do I just because you're a month in, I would I would probably double it or make it three thousand. Yeah, and even three. Um I, I I would even I would even argue to get rid of the one off uh uh offer. I would just say just do monthly. Yeah, so let's talk some practical math here because so so <laughs> it can be scary to say I'm gonna charge you three thousand dollars or or let's say twenty five hundred dollars for for a website, right? Or even if we double it, the math actually works out really great to double it exactly. So let's just, for sake of math, let's say you're going to double it and it's $2,400. So now a business comes to you or a side hustler comes to you and says, I want a website. And you say, great, it's $2,400. And they're like, whoa, I don't have that kind of money. Right? right? And so then you just don't get the sale. Well, alternatively, you, you could say... Uh, it's $200 a month, like what Clay was saying, right? It's $200 mm-hmm. a month for a year. Uh, and, and that not only covers the original design, but I'll also, I'll also give you site support for the whole year. And if you want to continue after that, then it's you know just $200 a month for as long as you want to continue. And I'll just keep updating your site and supporting you and whatever. So you figure out what that package looks like. And then they only have to scrounge up 200 bucks. To get started, and they have sort they they sign a commitment to pay the full twenty four hundred. It's the same amount of money, um, mm-hmm. but they only have to scrape together two hundred bucks. Right. And i i would go a step I would go a step further because I don't do it over a year. I do it over twenty four months. So if they got two hundred dollars a month to spend, and it's not just a year but two years, you've doubled your revenue. From that client, and in two years, let me just tell you from my experience is is a perfect amount of time because, and 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 it may not sound like it because two years sounds like a long commitment, but the way you sell it is well, you know, it's it's two hundred dollars a month for twenty four months. After twenty four months, it goes down to. 50 bucks a month or 75 bucks a month just to like if you want to continue hosting it with me and keeping up the service. Um, but really, after two years, you have that option of going down to 75 bucks a month or 
you can do a re- a redesign because a, a business needs a I think a facelift every couple of years, and you're locked in the two, the two hundred dollars a month, no matter e- even if I increase my price to five hundred dollars a month, like you're locked in, right? And like, by then they've already budgeted how, for you that you're yes. like they're, two years from now they're used to paying that they don't even see that care about that money anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you build that relationship. And the, con- the conversion too. at that point. Unlike yeah product. yeah the relationships built up. Mm-hmm. Yeah no I I think that makes a lot of sense and I think that's where it gets into like how do I find the right clients too because I think you know going back to like what you said about their hesitation like thinking about some of the clients I've done these like one off websites for I think they don't maybe see the importance in their website or. Or they're like very brick yeah. and mortar local themselves where they're not necessarily looking at their website as a way to make sales, you know, like something like a local bakery. And, you know, they're not making their sales through their website or something like that. So, you know, they just want a one and done. But what are, what are your current efforts of finding clients? So, I mean, word of mouth is definitely like the top right now. Um, I'm also. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm doing two things right now. One is honestly cold calling, um, like via email. (laughs) So my strategy is like, I have like a Google doc list of like clients that I feel like would be a good fit, you know, like industry wise or my experience wise, whatever that look like they need help, especially like website focusing on that. Um, So I have Mm -hmm. a list on Google sheets and I write in the month and year that I sent them an email when I do. And I have kind of like a sell sheet PDF that links to the website. That's just like, like an overview of myself and what I offer. Mm-hmm. And it's actually worked a little. I've, I've gotten, I mean, the conversion rate's not great, but it's not zero. Do, <laughs> do you get out of the house? Not much. I actually, I am um, next month. So I am going to be a, yeah, I shouldn't say that. I'm trying. Um, I'm going to speak at a conference Mm -hmm. next month. So it's the New York State Craft Brewers Conference. So I'm going there to talk about branding. So I've been trying to find stuff like that. But it's hard to find. So here's my recommendation on this. Um, conferences are great, but they, they are far and few in between. Right. I mean, it's, it's, they don't, especially they don't come right very yeah. often. Yeah. Especially now. Like, um, and, and I know we're in like this, like COVID era, but people are getting together and local, like you mentioned a local, like bake shop, mm-hmm. like that type of client, they absolutely love seeing people in person. Yeah. And I, and I'm not saying like you need to go like hitting the pavement. You could if you want, but in in, in my opinion, you could go to like join your local chamber of commerce uh, mm-hmm. and go to all the networking events they do. Like every chamber of commerce puts on tons of networking events every single week. Um, there's a thing called uh, BNI Business Network International. It's super campy. Um, I once you get like three four years into business, like it's not it, it it'll plateau. But for a person who is starting out, it's perfect. Okay, I think 
Um, and it plugs you right in. Just uh, I don't know what the website's called or the web- website URL, URL, but just uh, if you never heard of it, it's just Google Business Network International. They have different chapters. Um, the reason why that's so good for a, uh, someone who's starting out is if you join, it costs money to join, okay? costs a few hundred dollars for, for a year's membership. Um, but once you join, they are super loyal to their own members. Like even if even if they even if they just met you, um, they're super loyal. So and and they're usually made up of people like just local. They're they're all local right. business owners. Yeah, and they, and, and they so, often will yeah. limit like how many people in each discipline can join. So like yep. it's not going to be a group of all graphic designers mm. or all branding people or all marketing people. It's going to be like. It's going to be like a branding person and a video person and a plumber and a baker and a, like mm-hmm. it's going to be all these different things and then you end up swapping, uh, you know, sending client referrals to each other, building a network. We had my my buddy Bobby, who we've had on the show a couple of times, Bobby Macy. He did this in the early days of his company, Macy Media, and he built some super cool relationships that I, that I'm sure persist today, where they just send each other business because, you know. The the guy in his group is the best accountant. Like he ended up hiring mm-hmm. him as his accountant, and then he's also the best accountant that he knows. And so he just sends people there, and it's just yep. a cool way to build up a network, kind of from it's, scratch. It is one hundred percent the way I built up my agency. That that I went from I went from by myself to twenty three people in wow. four years, and and a million and, dollars annual revenue. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I we had we had a we had a million dollar annual recurring. Recurring, revenue. yeah, recurring revenue by year two and like two and a half years wow. out. So, all from local networking, straight up. And I promise you, if you go, if you go to these these local networking events in like BNI um, or these like leads groups or whatever, and you say I build websites for for one ninety nine a month, you're gonna you're gonna see some eyes open up. Yeah, yeah, I promise yeah. you. And so, yeah, I mean, with those, like, what, I mean, this is, seems like a silly question, but I'm like a fairly shy person. Is it organic, like, conversation? Or are you going there and kind of, I don't want to say aggressive, but, like, pitching yourself? Um, no, you go, you go, um, I mean, it depends on the context of, like, like BNI is a, it's a leads group, okay? But you don't. Like you go and pitch. Like everybody pitches, they do their little one minute okay. pitch. Um, so it's kind of set up to do that, you can go, which makes it easier. It is. It is. Um, you can go on YouTube and just search Business Network International. I'm sure there's some YouTube videos on how it uh-huh. works um, that you can see. So that way you can mentally prepare. It is campy, but whatever. It, 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 it <laughs> I works. love that you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's great though. It is. It is. It is. Now, if you're going to like a local, uh, like just like a chamber kind of like after hours thing, like no, you don't go and pitch yourself. Right. The way I built my business, and I'm I'm a total introvert. Okay, like when I started my when I went freelance for the first time, I had never networked in my life. I didn't know anything about sales. I didn't know anything about business. I I when I went to my first chamber event, I was scared. I was about to <laughs> shit my pants. Like I I. <laughs> I did not know what to do, right? So I I feel for you there. Like I'm, I would I would call myself like I'm a little timid. Not so much now because I've done this for years. Um, it is still to this day going to a networking event 
is still the most uncomfortable thing for me to go to. You will not know outside looking in now, but I'm putting on a major game face, like on the inside. It it takes a lot of energy for me to do that. So just know you're not alone. Like I, I, I am, I have sat exactly where you are sitting right now and is the most terrifying thing to go to these networking events. But I'm telling you right now, they will make you tons of money as long as you just keep going and you'll get way more comfortable with it. And, and you don't, I, I wouldn't, the, the approach that I made because I am not a networker, I'm not, I'm not really like a, a hardcore salesperson is my number one goal was just to make friends. That's it. Yeah. Just, just go and make friends and meet it, meet as many people as you, as you can and genuinely just try to make friends with them. Be curious about what they do, but not only what they do, but like get to know them as people. Like what do they do outside of work? Right. Um, and then just make sure that they know what you do for a mm-hmm. living. That's it. That, that's all you need to do with networking. Right. Yeah, because then you become top of mind next time they need something, mm-hmm. right? And if they see your face, you know, every week or twice a month or whatever, like, like not everyone's in a buying mode right now for a website or design services or whatever. But if you've been, if they've been seeing you consistently over the last several weeks or months, like they're not going to call anybody else. Right. They're going to call right. you. Yeah, that's good advice. I'm going to look up some events. I tried. To, I tried to do the uh, what you're talking about. Like, you got a spreadsheet, yeah. you got a list of people. Like, I've tried that. Like, cold calling. Like, just it works. It's a numbers game. It's totally a numbers yeah. game. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I've done it, and I tried to do that before getting out and networking. I'm just telling you, local businesses, local brick and mortar, they just love to yeah. shake hands. So then, yeah. in person, yeah. that's great advice. I'm gonna definitely work on that. Um, one thing I did forget to mention that I guess I'm trying to do as well is just social media and. With that, I feel like my goal is still, I know it's not leaving the house, but (laughs) my goal is still local. So I feel like I'm very, like, I don't have much of a following yet. I'm trying to build it up now, but I'm very intentional with trying to like support local businesses. So like commenting on their stuff, liking their posts, like sharing their posts, like whether they're a client or not, like tagging their business. If I go to like a, a local craft show or a local wine bar. I like post that I'm there. Um, so, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like I try to, to do that as well and like kind of build community there, but I don't know if that's the best way to do it. Either. Yeah. I, I, I th- it sounds to me like you're doing the exact right thing. You know, social media is going to be more of a long game. Yeah. Clay in the past has talked about pairing social media with local. So you go out and you do your networking, and then you also are like providing awesome local content for local business owners. Right. And maybe even putting a little bit of ad spend behind it so that they're seeing your face at the event and then on in their Facebook feed and then in their Instagram stories and then again at the event. Like yeah. you're just sort of seeing top of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, early on, maybe the ad spend doesn't make sense. You'll have to sort of figure out when that's justifiable or whatever. But for me, like there's always this very fine balance between how much time am I spending trying to build a following on social media versus just getting clients? Because sometimes, 
yeah. it takes the same amount of effort to get a new follower as it might to get a new client, right? And so if if you're and yet it's like so much further up the sales funnel to get a, a new follower on Facebook or on or whatever or a new subscriber on YouTube, it's like, well, you know, I could or or even if it takes the same amount of effort to get 10 new subscribers versus one client, I still would prefer from a business point of view to just get the one new client. So, but but then you don't have the long game, the, the long game of your marketing, which is those 10 subscribers that you just got, two of them might turn into clients, three of them, four of them over mm-hmm. the long haul might turn into clients. So it is just a it's kind of like a it's an opportunity cost, it's a math game. You just have to say what am I spending my time on and you know, and then you watch over 6 months, 12 months, 18, 24 months, 2, 3, 4, 5 years, what's really yielding the highest number of new the kinds of clients that I want. Right. Mm. I've I've got a really good idea. Um and I I have told I don't know how many people do this, but only a couple of them have done it. And and I'll tell you the results of, <laughs> of what what they got. So you 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 do lo- business locally. You're trying to do good by with your community, but you're also trying to get your name out there, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. all three. One thing that you can do if you've got, uh, you know, two hundred to four hundred dollars a month to spend, instead of spending it on ads, if you every single Friday go to a local restaurant, coffee shop, whatever, bakery, bakery, um, something with food, and and talk to the manager if you can, talk to the owner. If they're there, just walk in and say, hey, I want to open up a $100 tab under my name and and I just want people to come and enjoy your food. It's $100 on me. We'll put it on a gift card on my name. We'll leave it at the front. And anybody, like first come, first serve, whoever wants to order a cup of coffee, just say, hey, uh, put it on Brittany's tab. And then... And then they just wait until the hundred dollars has run out, and you got to put some sort of limit, right? You don't want one person to order a hundred dollars worth of coffee, um, but like, and, and you and you do that every single Friday. You choose a different restaurant or coffee shop every Friday, and it'll cost you. Let's just say you're doing a hundred dollar tab every Friday. It'll cost you four hundred dollars a month, and you do a video when you do this. You say, "Hey, I want to do this, but like, let's go outside or." Or, or like, and have the storefront in the video behind us, and do a quick like thirty second to one minute video with the manager, or even better, the owner, and say, "Hey guys, I'm Brittany. I'm here at Joe's Coffee Shop. I'm open up a hundred dollar tab for anybody who wants to come here and try their coffee. Just say, put it on Brittany's tab, and enjoy on me. And if you do this every Friday, super consistently, not only will is this a foot in the door with the with the owner, okay? That's bonus number one, um, and th- and this is this is getting your foot in the door without having to do a sales pitch. Yeah, right. Um, you're helping them out. They're gonna absolutely love you because you're you are opening up a tab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a relationship that you now have uh, that you didn't have before. Number two is they're going to share this on their social media. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can put it on your social media as well. So, two, you get the social media exposure. Number three, um, 
if you do this consistently every Friday and without stopping, I promise you the media will probably pick Mm. this up. Your local media. Now, a client of mine did this. She did it for 10 months, every single week, never skipped a beat. And she she and she's in Seattle. The all the media outlets picked her up right around the 10 month really? mark. And then she got voted one of top the Seattle's top 10 woman influencers wow. for the year. That's cool. And she's still doing it. She is still doing wow. it. And it only cost her a hundred dollars a week. Like, can you imagine the exposure and the amount of business and 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 PR that she's gotten? Yeah, four hundred dollars a month. I mean, come on, that's yeah. cheap. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like that really does fit into my brand with trying to to yeah. push local. And you're helping the right. community. Yeah, yeah, support local business. I can see, like, you know, giving it a title. You know, on like when you post on social media, I mean, this is a terrible one, but something like Freelance Fridays or, you know, something that people like recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like the the approach you got to go with this though is non salesy, right? Like you just yeah. have to be a com- complete benevolence. Um, but I mean, the really cool thing is is that it's super non intrusive to just walk mm-hmm. walk in cold into a restaurant and say, hey, can I meet the owner? Um, I want to open up a $100 tab, but I would like to talk to the owner about yeah. this. I like that. That's yeah. so much better no, than no saying, No one's going to hey, say no. Like a small business, no a little one. bakery or something, right. and you're like, I have 100 bucks I want to spend. There, there's no way but, they're going to say no to that. And they're, they're going to be shocked too. They're going to be shocked. They're going to be <laughs> yeah. like, what? what? Why are you doing this? And then you say, I want to help out the local community and I love your food. I want people to try. Yeah. Do you so Clay, would you ever would you ever go like would you ever go a little bit more salesy and like like every order that gets put on that tab, they get some sort of like not like a traditional business like card, but maybe like a little card with with a message or like a like, hey, this one's on me, and then like has your website on it or something, or like um, I don't think it works. I don't yeah. think it works. I think I think you have to go, you have to approach this with a complete benevolence, nothing in it for me. I'm just giving into the community approach. Like, I think that's the way you got to do it. Otherwise, if you, if, if people see it as like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. They feel turn off, Mm. turn off. So, so your friend that's done it in Seattle has, I mean, has she been able to attribute business back to it or is it just sort of like a gut feeling like hey you know i've, I've got a feeling this is coming from all this extra um, awareness yeah so she she has been she has um definitely seen a difference now is she able to is she able to quantify it no because it's yeah, branding it's, it's, it's impossible. just yeah. general awareness so there, there's just no way for her to go like okay this this a hundred dollar tab campaigns brought me like Right. Uh, 120 patients right. and like like no she can't do that it's just complete branding yeah so like so when you say when uh Brittany when you said calling it freelance right like to me that's too that's salesy. still that's too yeah. salesy yeah yeah call it call it something like uh giving back to the community yeah. Friday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like focus something more like that. on that yeah. than on what I'm yep. doing yeah but if you're gonna do it you got to go all yeah. in. 
Like, don't just do it once <laughs> and then skip a week and then like, yeah. I do like that. Well, Brittany, I think this has been a, a fun conversation. Is there anything we've left out here that in the next few minutes before we wrap up that you'd like us to, to cover? Hopefully the, the call's been beneficial for you. Yeah, so far. absolutely. No, I think this has been helpful. I've taken a lot of notes, things that I can go out there and do. So I think the biggest thing for me is definitely, yeah, getting, putting myself out there more is like the most what I got out of this. So thank you. Well, well good. I, you know, uh, we talk to lots of freelancers and sometimes you can kind of tell if people are gonna, <laughs> gonna keep going and go for it and like try some of the things we've shared. And it, it feels like you're going to, uh, you. and I really hope you will. I, I think you're headed places and it's so exciting. You're, you know, a month into this adventure of full-time freelancing, there's just like so much fun ahead of you. And we're just really excited for you. So thanks yeah, for coming on the show Thank today. you so much. Thank you for having me. This has, yeah, been very helpful. I'm excited to keep listening to the show. Yeah, please do. And thank you for yeah. listening. And, um, and maybe we'll even have you back on in six months or a year and see how, you're, how it's yeah, going. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, Brittany, one last time. Why don't you tell people where they can find you and then we'll wrap it up Yeah, here. so my website is brittanystatdesign.com. I'm located in Rochester, New York, but I do offer my services outside of Rochester as well. All right, thanks, Brittany. And Clay, thanks as always. You guys take care. Bye, guys. Thanks a lot. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.